you're listening to On Our Radar with Willie Stokers. Bringing you the best emerging talent and independent artists from across the music scene. Tune in online via Android and ask Alexa to play under the radar music. Yes, guys. How are you doing, everyone? Welcome back to On Our Radar. I'm Louis Stuckers, and we've got a very special guest in the house tonight. We have got ready and waiting to release his album this week, album release week, Mr. Oscar Lang. Oscar, how are you doing, buddy? Hello, hello. I'm very excited. Yes, very apprehensive and a little bit scared, but excited. Well, from what I've heard so far anyway, which uh, the tunes that you've released, the singles that are up, um, that... I'm sure the guys, um, and in fact, we'll discuss this in a bit, but they need to get over to YouTube and check the videos out as well. But from what I've heard so far, you've got absolutely nothing to be apprehensive about because <laughs> the songs are sounding amazing. And uh, we're so gonna, much. yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna give them a preview tonight as well, and uh, and try and get some info on the the rest of the tracks that the that we've not yet heard the unreleased tracks. We'll uh, we'll be digging through a bit of goss on them as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. We're going to play the first tune, um, and this one. So since since I first heard it, I've been going round in my head, almost on repeat, the hook of it, and it's uh, it's everything unspoken, and it's such what I would call like a layered soundscape. There's so much going on. It's textured, um, and I mean, I don't know when you were writing it and composing it, but me listening to it, I've got hints and just small hints, but little hints of elbow little hints of yellow and there's all sorts of these like different aspects coming together so I just want you to tell me about writing it and coming well it was it's all like a sort of the whole album is kind of a weird blend of old kind of 60s retro stuff with some sort of newer stuff that I've heard over the years I think it's because like I've kind of grown up listening to playlists and you know being a child of the internet so my music taste has always been super varied it's like one song from an album or you know it's it's songs not whole albums um but that one specifically was really influenced by an artist i love called here we go magic uh also known as luke tempo i think that now that they go as now but um yeah his music's just really inspired me over the years and it's he always does that thing of kind of creating these dense landscapes of of lots of sounds and we did that by you know um I sort of jumped on a Rhodes piano and then did a bunch of plink plonks and then we ran it again I did some more plink plonks and then you know kept plinking and plonking and and strumming on a guitar until eventually we had like you know 12 different layers kind of creating this mad soundscape that when I you know we went in and panned it so it would sort of swell around your head so well, yeah, that really. Exactly. That's it. as a as a listener, that's exactly how I felt. It was just it was like a kaleidoscopic soundscape just swirling around in in uh, this sort of pure pure pop tune with layered little yeah electronic influences. It was uh, yeah, no, it's uh, that's why that's exactly what I wanted it to feel like when we did all the panning. So there's there's like uh there's like 10 different tracks all playing different notes. And then each one of them is individually panned to be going left, right. So there's constant tracks going left and right, left and right at different speeds. So that's what you hear. That's the whirlwind. That's the whirlwind. That is the whirlwind. Okay. So we're going to hear it right now. And Oscar, it's over to you to introduce it, buddy. This is Everything I'm Spoken. 
Okay, so we mentioned at the top of the show, it's album release week and it's literally imminent. It's going to drop literally when you guys hear this, hopefully within 24 hours of you hearing it. So um, I just want you to to tell us a little bit about some of the other tracks on the album. I mean, we are going to preview um, some more of the singles that we've heard, but let's maybe discuss some of the tracks that you've not released yet. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, it feels just bizarre, you know, saying that's going to be out in 24 hours. That's 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 crazy. I, you know, I've held on to this album for almost a year. It's been finished for yeah, probably six months, but sort of finished for a year. Um, and and you've yeah, just the, been waiting to just been to sitting on it, <laughs> yes. you know, just waiting to show people it. Uh, this this album was kind of a completely different process to my previous albums. We, we kind of went in um, and did everything in this one room um, that wasn't set up to be a studio. It was an in-between room for the producer I worked with called Rich Turvey, um, who co-produced and co-wrote a lot of the songs on this album. Um, yeah, we just did everything in this one room where it was just set up and ready to go. There's like a drum kit in the corner. It's this super weird room as well, really tall ceilings and a big pole down the middle. So just completely not set up for acoustics at all. But really the whole album has the sound of the room, which like, you know, is an indescribable sound. So I'm actually really thankful we did it in this room. But the rest of it is all sort of kind of a, a blend of different tunes. I mean... There's a lot, a lot of different styles. It's kind of hard to describe where my music's at. I think it's in a general indie realm inspired by lots of sort of old, I love singer-songwriters, you know, Billy Joel's and Elton's and Paul McCartney's yes, and just yes. real and people that can sit at piano and just, you know, play a song and that's all it needs to be. So it's kind of returning back to that premise of a song that at foundationally at their core, they were just good songs on, you know, one instrument. And you can you can tell that as we're gonna listen to the tracks later, and um, that's what I found when I was listening to it. It was just like an eclectic mix and such a varied, such a varied album. So I'm pleased to hear that the rest of the tracks are gonna follow in that vein. And how many instruments did you play during the recording? How many did you uh, did you try out? Oh God, I don't, I don't know all of them <laughs> pretty much. I think there's a few times that. Uh, Rich would play some bass on some tracks and then my mate Mac did the drums on a lot of the tracks. Um, but the rest of it is all me, um, sort of hopping from instrument to instrument and piano to Rhodes to a, a you know, a synthesizer to a, a drum kit to a guitar. So you put your fingerprints all over every single instrument on this record. I love that. <laughs> mm. So you're going to be popping out on tour and that's going to be beginning imminently at Latitude Festival, such a massive festival. So uh, I hope you have a great time there and then you're going out um, on the road. So I'm going to reel off the places so that you guys listening can hook up on the socials, on the ticket sites and uh, check it out. So 10th of August, Manchester, my city, yes. Yes. I'm going to see if I'm free and pop down to that. So Manchester, Nottingham, Leeds, Glasgow, Brighton, London and Bristol. Now that's some that's a solid tour. That is like all the headline cities right mm-hmm. there. I'm really excited to go back on tour. Um and yeah, those are some of my favorite cities. You know, Manchester. Um I mean I record a lot of my music in Liverpool, but I just have a, a love for, for northerners and being yeah. in the north. I just prefer it to 
to London. Um, there's yeah, I don't know. There's got a vibe about, it. especially Manchester. I'm really excited for that show. Going to have probably a bit of a heavy night out in Manchester. <laughs> yes. Well, you've only got Nottingham now. You can be a little bit ungover for Nottingham. They don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to play a song next, which um, which is such a deeply personal song from tragically sad event that you um that you suffered and and may i say it's it, you know it's when when you listen to the song it, it's deeply moving um and it's it's called on god um and it's it's accompanied by such a haunting and beautiful video as well mm-hmm. i think if, you know the video we wanted to kind of capture the song is about my mom who i lost when i was younger um and I kind of wanted to write a song about it for years, never really found the right words for it. Yeah. And then last year I had a really, I had a really rough year writing this album. And this album was kind of this thing that I cling to during this really rough year um, and felt like the right time to sort of write a song about it. And I just had this sort of realization. I've, I was raised Roman Catholic and I'm no longer religious but you know in in the back of my mind there was always kind of this hope that was like oh i hold out on a god you know because then that means that our loved ones are you know watching down because that's great there's a heaven you know what i mean that's a great concept i mean it, it, it you know it didn't click with me anymore but there was still this kind of hint of hope and i i thought it was kind of the right way to kind of talk about it and you know i i think it's a good way for other people to relate as well to a song that it doesn't really make it just about me um, it you know anyone can enjoy it. Yeah, and that's a very that's a very good point. I mean, it's so brave to to, to put down uh, those words, and it's such a deeply moving song. And and like you say, I think when people listen, people will be able to draw on their own experiences and relate it to something that they may have gone through in life. And it's such a such a deeply moving, touching song. And and we're going to listen now. So. This is On God on a New Day's Music.
couple of songs and I said that earlier in the show that people need to get on YouTube because the videos to the singles so far like you look like you've invested such a lot um, of, of time and effort and, and thought going into this process so where do the ideas for the videos come from is that something that you're thinking about when you're in the studio like yeah I need to I need to do this when we, when we get to video time it sort of comes to me after the fact when I'm, you know, in, in the long process of sitting on an album for a year, you, you tend to listen to it quite a few times. So I've heard the album millions of times. And, you know, off, oftentimes it's kind of I'm just, you know, sat somewhere listening. I've always kind of listened to music and imagined music videos as a kid. You know, you imagine yourself in a music video. And this was the first album where I saw kind of clear visions of what I wanted each single to be. So, yeah, the song about me music video, I... I, absolutely I don't know, saw it, love it. I saw in a daydream. I absolutely you know. love it. Thank you. I mean, it was crazy to see it come to life because I saw it in a daydream and was just imagining it, and then to you know walk in on this huge set and it looked pretty, you know, like crystal clean and everything was shiny and cool. It was yeah, just really cool to see it come to life. And so, do you enjoy being on set then? Because I've had varied responses from this when I've spoke to artists um do they enjoy recording music videos some absolutely love it and some hate it uh there's aspects of it that feel cool 
you, you know, you walk in and this whole studio is, you know, hide out for your music video, which, you know, just of course feels cool. But yeah, there's also a horrible anxiety of being, you know, on camera. That's like, I don't find that enjoyable, but, you know, bringing something that you saw a daydream to life, it's a lot easier than, you know, previous music videos where it was kind of like, a, I would trust someone else to kind of come up with the idea you know i know that this is these are all my ideas and they're all from my brain so i have a little more trust in it <laughs> brilliant i spoke to a guy once and he's from london and uh he had a mate who was i think he'd done a little bit of um a little bit of camera work he wasn't necessarily a director but he'd been on some big films um and he'd been behind the scenes and he said and he knew him he was a friend so he got into direct one of his music videos and he said oh man he said you're a natural, you're a professional. I've worked on Wacom Phoenix films and he's sat in his trailer for hours. He said, you're a one-take wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to go Joaquin mode. Maybe that's yes. what it needs to be a great actor. Just to sit in my trailer and, and sulk. <laughs> so if you, could, um, if you could steal a song from another artist and put your name to it. So who... Which song you've got? You've got a pick here from anyone. There's a song I listen to that every time it amazes me that somebody could write this whole epic song, and that scenes from an Italian restaurant by Billy Joel. That song, yes. I just kind of can't believe it when I listen to it. It's such a extensive story, and it you know the whole song moves and has different I don't know different sections. Uh, so yeah, I wish I could have written that song, but I didn't. But shout out to Billy Joel. What a oh, well, one of the best. I love um, New York State of Mind that he did. And he uh, he sung it and he brought um, Tony Bennett out with him, which was like an unlikely combo. I mean, I think they are mates, but they were closing down the Shea, the Shea Stadium in New York City. Uh, they've rebuilt it now. This is about 15 years ago. And they had Paul McCartney close one, do one night of closing and Billy Joel do the other. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. Oh like, that's gosh. up on YouTube. You need to, if you're a Billy Joel fan, you need to go and have a look at that. because it's. An I need to video. go see Billy Joel. I've not seen him. And I know that he is very famous for just playing the hits, which is, yes. uh, you got to love somebody that does that, you know, just the hits. And I'm pretty sure he was in London Town recently as well. Oh, have I, I missed I saw, him? I, I saw it on my timeline. I'm sure they did. I'm sure Billy Joel oh, was, in the, I'm sure he was okay. in the area. <laughs> I'll catch him next time he's in. <laughs> so with the release of the album, then, are we getting a release on all formats? So obviously it's going to be released digitally. Are you going for the vinyl as well? And Yes, we've got a vinyl. And we actually really worked hard to, to make the vinyl look really nice. So the vinyl's just delicious. It's, um, you know, final, yes. Yeah, because I felt like the album, we mastered the whole thing through tape, tape. So I wanted it to have a analog feel. And yeah, the vinyl just looks delicious. Fucking, it just looks sexy. <laughs> there is nothing better than a sexy vinyl. And yeah. I suppose like with releasing it, um, and obviously like this day and age, like everything's digital as well, but like having that physical copy of a vinyl, it's like, yes, this is mine. This is out to the world now. Yeah, I've actually not got my hands on it yet. Um, so it's going to feel very real when it's in my hands. But yeah, you need, uh, I, you need, I need to get a copy press. of that. <laughs> you definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about records then, uh, vinyl specifically, what was the first one that you ever bought? First one in your record collection? Oh, I don't know. I remember I got a vinyl player when I was like 14, did the classic 
bought one of those really like awful portable ones. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the first record I bought was Nevermind. Um, nice. Or it was like uh, the, I forget what it's called, the Pink Floyd album with the, the you know, the classic one. Um, oh, the, the Dark moon. Side. Dark Side, Dark of, side the of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 that, yeah. No, that is a classic. I bought those. But I, I think the first sort of CD I bought back in the day, I think... It was either Busted or Eminem. It was one of the two. <laughs> well, do you know um, something? Mine was Eminem. <laughs> was it the Curtain Cool one? Yeah, it was even before that. I think it was uh, Hi, My Name Is. Oh, I see. Hi, I had the Curtain Cool. Yes. I had all the hits, and I was definitely way too young to own that CD. <laughs> Some of the songs on there were awful. Well, there's nothing wrong with a bit of Eminem for your first ever record. Or yeah. Busted. Or Busted. <laughs> Oh, good shout for Busted. I still love Busted. I'm yes. not afraid to say it. <laughs> so only in your day's music um, and through the podcast, we support up-and-coming artists. Um, and some of them may be listening to the show tonight. I just want to know, have you got any advice to literally somebody who's just starting out? What would your best piece of advice be? I think my best piece of advice is to kind of only do it because you love it, really. I do music, you know, it, there's lots of benefits to it, but the re- real reason I do it is because I love it and I like to make the music at the end of the day. And, you know, and luckily other people also like it. Um, but yeah, also to trust yourself and trust your instincts, you know. Um, for for a while, I didn't trust my gut instincts. And with this album, I, I really trusted him and said, I'm having it my way. <laughs> Well, that's and, important, you know, isn't it, as an artist as well? Because especially when, you know, overall you're deciding the direction and you've got to have that conviction to believe in yourself and, and to put it out there, especially with something in, in the form of music. Yeah, you have to be firm. You have to have a clear vision, which I now, you know, really appreciate and realise how important that was. Whereas for a while, as I said, I make music just because I like to do it and I didn't necessarily have that side of things covered, but yeah. now it's it's all one package. And that comes with experience, doesn't it? So I think that's good advice to people who are just starting out and listening. Yeah, trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Go with your gut feeling. There's always a sort of gut feeling when you know something's right or something's wrong and just trust Definitely. that. Definitely. I'm taking that. Okay, then. So we've uh, we've touched on a couple of your influences, um, but a dream duet. Dream duet. Ooh, that is... T- Ah, I'd love to do a song with Luke Temple. You know, I'm such a huge fan. Andy Shelf. I also am a big fan of a band called The Lemon Twigs. Any of those collaborations, I think, would be incredible. Um, And then obviously, if this was a dream, I'd go for one of the greats. You know, give me an Elton duet any day. Yes. (laughs) Well, he's got a bit more time on his hands now. Now he's uh, wrapped up his touring life. So, well, I mean, we can only hope so. We can only hope. (laughs) Well, Oscar, thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. Um, And it's almost the end of the show. We have got one more tune before we do go. But um, I just want to say thank you so much and best of luck with the album and the tour. And Guys that are listening, you need to hit Oscar's socials, follow him on Twitter, Instagram, get on his YouTube, because his YouTube is so cinematic. That's the trailer <laughs> every video, honestly. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. No, yeah, you can you can follow me at Oscar Lang, uh, Oscar.lang on all the socials. You'll you'll find me if you chat type in Oscar Lang. Nice. Okay then. So 
we um we did say we we're gonna have one more tune to play us out and we've touched on this video before and it's a song about me but the video has absolutely blown me away it's like it's like a dreamboat abba meets elo with a splash of elton and billy joel who you've been discussing before it's Honestly, it's magical, and guys, you really need to get on YouTube and, and check this out. I just want you to tell us about the song, tell us about the video, and then we're going to spin it, so it'll be over to you to introduce it as well, Oscar. Well, this song this song formed out of a conversation I had with the next girlfriend, um, in which after we broke up, we, were, we met up to talk about things, and one of the things she said was, I don't write a song about me and you know <laughs> immediately the first Famous thing I thought words. as she said that was that would make a great song so this is that song and this is song about me <laughs> <laughs> 